Are you ready to launch? Yes, let's go. Welcome to Lawyers Who Launch, the podcast hosted by two law school besties who practice law and are now ready to inspire and empower you to take positive steps in your professional and personal life to find joy and fulfillment. Law students, wouldn't you rather spend your precious time building networking relationships that will serve you for years and years to come rather than spend that precious time trying to figure out how to network successfully? This is why we built the Law Student's Guide to Networking course. The course is now open and available. As soon as you purchase, you have immediate access to the entire course, all of the video modules, the guides, the ebook, and some additional bonuses. You can start right now developing your networking plan and building your professional network. Click the link in our bio right now to purchase the course and start building your network today. Hi, Amy. Hi, Haley. Today, Haley and I are going to talk about the follow-up and follow-through that turns acquaintances into colleagues and colleagues into connections. Amy and I love to talk about professional networking and how valuable it has been to have strong connections throughout our careers. In fact, we have a freebie for you all about this topic, and it's over on this week's blog, and we'll link to it in the show notes as well. As we said last week, networking is more than just a business card exchange. It's about building relationships. Just like any other relationship, networking relationships are based on trust. And a big part of that trust is follow-up and follow-through. So let's start with follow-up. What do you do after you meet a new contact? Do you just toss their business card in a drawer and go about your day? If so, you may be missing out on an opportunity. Before you put that business card in your drawer, ask yourself, could this person be a colleague, such as someone in the same field as you? A resource, someone in a different but complementary field that you may be able to refer business to? Or a possible referral source, someone in a field that could refer clients to you? If you answer yes to any or all of those questions, reach out to that contact and set up a time for a phone call, Zoom, or lunch so that you can learn more about their business and you can share more about yours. What I think that you bring up, Amy, which is so key, is this isn't just about following up because you might get something out of it. This is about following up in a way that is mutually beneficial to you both. Absolutely. You want to follow up to begin building a professional relationship that you both find value in. In my field of law, which is primarily estate planning, I'm often asked for recommendations to other professionals, such as a CPA. Sometimes my clients call me because they or a family member need a referral for an attorney in a different practice area. It's valuable to me to have a trusted referral to provide to my client, and I won't refer a client to just anyone. It has to be someone that I have a professional relationship with that I trust with my client. And the place to start building that relationship is the follow-up after that initial meeting. Don't let the business card sit in your desk. No matter where you are in your professional journey, chances are you're busy. 
you may not have time to schedule a lunch or a formal call with everyone you meet. That's normal. But think about this. How much time do you spend scrolling through social media? How much time do you spend calling through professional emails? How much time do you spend watching Reels or TikTok? What if you spent some of that time sending a quick follow-up email? And not every networking contact requires the same follow-up process. After that initial meeting, you might just send a quick email recapping your conversation and advising that you'll keep them in mind as a referral. You may also send an email to reiterate how you can be of service to their clients and contacts specifically. Or maybe you find yourselves in similar circles where you see each other at events regularly. Make it a point to go over and say hello and ask how their business is going. The idea is to grow your professional relationship naturally and not transactionally. After you follow up, follow through. If you see an article of value, pass it along to a colleague. If you have an opportunity to make a referral, make one and let the person know. I have a perfect example of this type of networking follow-through that I spent mere moments on recently. I'm a member of a podcast group on Facebook. One of the other members was asking for recommendations for people to come on their podcast and speak about financial planning. In my online network, I have connected with an attorney and financial advisor in another state. She speaks about financial planning issues on social media. She has a big presence on LinkedIn in particular and is a wealth management advisor by trade. So I read the podcaster's post, thought about it for a second, and then this woman's name popped into my head, so I tagged her. Haley, that took almost no time out of your day, and you may have made a really meaningful connection for someone. And I'm sure if she comes across something that might be an interesting connection for you, she will be more inclined to share it. Do you want to share which wealth advisor you're talking about? Absolutely. Her name is Jennifer Belmont Jennings. As I said, she has a big presence on LinkedIn and shares a lot of valuable information in a fun and interesting way. And I should also mention that she has a load of interesting blazers and you see a lot of them on her social media. I think this is also a great opportunity to emphasize that you cannot look at your professional relationships transactionally. How could you even begin to measure the value of that kind of referral? You cannot look at your networking relationships as one-for-one referral trade-offs. I agree. In my example, I have no idea what will come of that referral. It could be nothing. It could be something that snowballs into something larger or it could be somewhere in the middle. But I think the point is that that is not for me to worry about. I saw an opportunity to make a connection that may provide someone else with value, and I acted on it. If you get so caught up in trying to calculate the value of what you referred versus the value of a referral that you received in return, you're missing the whole point of trying to develop mutually beneficial relationships. Let's also touch briefly on the value of building relationships with attorneys in your own practice area. This may on its face not seem like a good use of your time because the likelihood of a referral might be slim. And that may be especially true depending on your practice area. However, as we've said, networking is not just about getting a referral. 
So for example, in my practice area, I don't have a referral-based practice. So on its face, it may not make sense for me to build relationships with any attorneys, but this is very short-sighted and totally misses the point. I have built great relationships with attorneys in my practice area. They're not ever going to give me a client referral, but we have so many things to offer each other. I may reach out to my network for expert witness recommendations, which I do regularly. If I'm going to file a motion in a particular topic that deals with the new legal issue, I can reach out and see if anyone has had any particular success. Or on a very basic level, it's nice to see people that I know and have a relationship with when we're in a deposition together all day. That's a really good point, Haley. In my practice area, I often receive referrals, whether that's from other professionals, other attorneys, or my past clients. But that doesn't mean networking with colleagues should be pushed to the back burner. For example, right now there are proposed big changes in federal tax law. Having colleagues to discuss and strategize with is essential to us all being able to better serve our clients. Again, that's not something we can put a price on. But to have those professional relationships, I need to have done the work with following up and following through. Not following up is one of the three biggest mistakes attorneys make when networking. So we have a free resource for you that identifies these three big mistakes and also gives you practical tips on what you can do to fix them. You can find this on our website at lawyerswholaunch.com slash resources. And it's also going to be linked in this week's blog, as well as the show notes for this episode. Amy, it's that point in the episode. What do you have to say out loud this week? Well, Haley, in the spirit of this episode, I'm going to say out loud that now that I'm back at my firm post-maternity leave, I'm going to commit to following up with my colleagues this week. That's a great idea. What about you, Haley? I'm also speaking in the spirit of this week. And since we have all been working remotely, it has been so valuable to have these established relationships with attorneys in my practice area that I've built over the last 10 years. I have a whole group of people that I can reach out to, and it might have been much more challenging had I not had those longstanding relationships. And talking about this episode this week really makes me appreciate those relationships. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Give us a follow at Lawyers Who Launch on Instagram and check out our website, lawyerswholaunch.com for more on follow-up and follow-through on our blog. Have a great day.